Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. It gives us an opportunity more than anything to uh, rest our relievers and get them where they might be able to throw twice on the weekend if we need them to, a little here and there. But, uh, you know, also next week, not having a game, getting ready for finals, playing a weekend series, not having a game the next week, finishing up their finals. And then after that, we're finishing the regular season. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been an easy Friday show here on Cinco de Mayo or Cinco de Drinko, depending on how you're celebrating. I had a few callers, it sounds like it's headed early, but hey, still, we're having fun on an easy Friday show. It's, it's going to be a great weekend of sports, especially with Razorbacks. Razorback baseball going to be taking on Mississippi State in Starkville. Very important series that Arkansas needs to win if they want to be in the conversation and continue on to being a national seed. They're in the driver's seat right now, but they cannot lose to a team like Mississippi State with their RPI and then expect to bounce back unless... They win the final two series, which definitely is not going to be an easy task. So this is a big one, and with the amount of injuries that Arkansas has, it's going to be a wild one and a crazy one. But we'll talk about that in a lot more as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Outline. Welcome in our guy, Steve Sullivan of KATV. And Steve, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. Good to have another day in this world. Yes, absolutely. It is a good day, and it's a good day for uh, Razorback Baseball tonight. And, you know, it's kind of crazy, Sully, which I feel like every time we talk, talk to you, we talk about injuries. But that seems to be the story right now. Of course, the field and, and winning and, and all that is great, but it's just you keep wondering, how, when is this all going to stop for Razorback Baseball where they keep losing guys right and left? Yeah, I can't remember both, the, you know, pitchers and position players. The latest, Doval, and, you know, I thought he was just getting a rest for the Little Rock trip, the North Little Rock trip, but, you know, he must have more wrong with that shoulder than than, than we know because he's probably out for this series and may not even be on the roster this week at Mississippi State. So, it's uh, hey, it's next man up. And, like, uh, Coach challenged him a, a week or two back, uh, you're on scholarship too, so it's your time to produce. Yeah, well, Stovall, um, in the shoulder injury, it may be a case of giving him that extended rest also so that – you know, you don't take a risk of further injuring the shoulder. And so there are other players that, uh, you know, this is going to be their opportunity, and they have to take full advantage of it. Yeah, I think that was part of uh, Coach's disappointment in North Little Rock, the fact that, you know, he changed up the lineup a little, and, you know, they didn't produce. And what was even more disappointing is Caleb Cowley, who had been so good, Recently, didn't really hit well, and neither did Jace Forfren. And uh, Coach was in the best hour move when he left North Little Rock because he, he did not want them to lay an egg. Not not just because of the crowd, but the time of the year and where we're at in, in the race. Yeah, that was uh, that was a thing to where now you're done with midweek games, though, and you can just focus on SEC games. It, it's just a matter of throwing the guys out there because, like tonight, for instance, Hagen Smith is going to get the start. Uh, so what would you say, Sully, with Hagen saying he goes does really well, how do you see the pitchers coming in after that? And if Arkansas is able to win or lose tonight, how do you see game two going with how they handle the pitchers? Well, let's look at Hagen Smith first. I think the reason he is starting, while Coach says 
and I, I believe Coach, most of the things he say, says is the truth, but they couch the truth sometimes. When he says every game is just as important as the next, you know, I'm, I'm just so used to good Razorback teams winning that Friday night game, you know, or if it's a Thursday, Saturday, so he's winning that Thursday game. And I, I think the reason we're seeing Hagen Smith now is, is Hunter Holland hasn't been the guy uh, he had hoped Coach had hoped he had, he would be at the you know when he was rolling, and the, the last couple outings he's not given them big innings, and he needs a guy on Friday that's going to eat up some innings, and I, I think it opens up the pitching staff in, a, in in a really good spot if you can get seven innings from him, and then you gauge Wood to come in, and you have Hunter Holland on a Saturday, or and maybe potentially use Brady Tiger starting on the Sunday. I mean. You never know. And you have Will McIntyre, who's coming off a great performance uh, against the Aggies. And the pitching staff is actually setting up, even though they lost Dylan Carter, better, I think, when you... And, you know, and, and I think this worked in favor, too, where, you know, a lot of people are complaining. How are you giving our best pitcher three or four innings a weekend? Well, <laughs> he should be rested, Hagen Smith, now for the stretch run. That, that, I think that served two purposes, putting him... It was getting him wins and getting him some rest. So he should be he should be ready to go tonight. Well, I'm interested to see how he, he does as a starter. The mentality that Hagen Smith has to have going back and forth from being a starter to being a reliever, that's something in itself where he has to kind of balance that. But the key to this whole deal is going to be Brady Tigert and getting him back in the mix and really getting him going as he's getting acquainted to coming back from injury and being back in the lineup. Yeah, and the more he pitches, the you know the the better our pitching staff becomes. And you know it's you know you you, you see something too with uh, both Zach Morris and Austin Ledbetter that they're not in the trusted area, but they're getting their shot because we we have problem with numbers. And if we get in a series where we need to go to our fifth or sixth guy, we're gonna need one of those guys. And Zach Morris has had a couple outings where he's looked better, and Austin Ledbetter was one of the bright spots in the North Little Rock game. And, um, you, know, you know, and he's he's really trying to be optimistic with these guys, especially the young guys. Like, Fouch has really struggled recently. Coach came back yesterday and actually said, you know, that the track man showed that a couple of those pitches on the first battery face were strikes. And if he gets off to a better start, it, it may have may help him. And that it just got snowballing after he got squeezed in the strike zone. But, you know, you want him uh, and Bybee, to be pitching with confidence. And I think that that, that that was an issue in North Little Rock, too, and neither one of those guys fired, and that was not good for this weekend. And we need, we need those guys this weekend. But, you know, you just don't want to really trust on a lot of freshmen when you're in uh, postseason play. And, and unfortunately, that's where we're at with the pitching staff right now. And so something else that Dave Van Orn talked about is just, you know, with the injuries – it's it's something that's going on all over the place. It's not just unique to Arkansas necessarily, although it's quite a bit with other injuries, but when it comes to the throwing and, and the Tommy John surgery and, and things like that, uh, Dave kind of alluded to the fact that there's a lot of guys having it a lot earlier in their careers and in high school even, Hagen Smith had in high school. So is that something that just it needs to be lived with when it comes to baseball? Is it going to make people want to get Tommy John's even earlier in the get-go? Or are there things that maybe need to be adjusted to change that and to keep that from happening so frequently? Yeah, you wonder how many guys. I remember Blaine Knight, um, and he needed to gain weight. But after his, when did he leave after his junior? I think he left after his junior year. After his sophomore year, or maybe it was after his junior year. I don't know which one he left, senior or junior. But he didn't pitch in the summer. He just got stronger. And I think you're going to see that, especially with the proven guys, that they won't throw competitively in the summer to keep the innings down. And the thing Coach Van Horn points out is, you know, they're in the best shape of their lives. I mean, and they're getting treated well, and they're watching how many pitches they throw. And, I mean, even I've heard the Dodgers minor leaguers, they can't throw more than 30 pitches in an inning. I mean, it's, it's, they get pulled. And, it's, you know, I think they're doing everything possible, I think, at all higher levels to minimize injury, and yet we're seeing these. And David Horn's kind of resigned himself to, to thinking, you know, you're going to have that surgery. It's just, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Hagen Smith had it in high school. And you, you, you don't hear as many guys having repeat surgeries 
And so you figure you're almost in the clear after that first one. And guys do go on to pitch for years after having Tommy John surgery in the majors. But it's uh, Arkansas is just, you know, it's not just um, the the injuries, it's the guys that are getting injured. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, Dylan Carter comes out of nowhere, and he was the most one of the most trusted guys in the bullpen. He's gone, and, you know, they had big plans for Cody Frank, the guy from Nebraska. And this was the year Jackson Wiggins was supposed to explode. I mean, yes, the guys. It's not a. It's not an untested freshman. It's these are these are the guys you're counting on, and that's what's got to be extra frustrating for Coach Van Horn and the guys that are getting injured too, like Wagner and Wagner and Josenberger. I mean, I mean, I mean, these are guys you you need in that lineup, and it's been amazing that they've been able to function so well without them. Is that just an adjustment that needs to be made in the college game where? They do take some of the, the time away from the players, especially the pitchers, maybe from a practice standpoint. Yeah, you know, they may they may scale back fall ball. But, you know, you've got to see these guys in competition. I look at someone like Dylan Carter who had not proven himself. That you got to see him in the fall and maybe in the summer to trust him on the mound when you start a season. You know, with the Hagen Smith, you know, you pretty much know what you got. So for those guys that are trying to prove themselves, you know, they may have to throw some in the summer. And the only thing about it is they've done it all their lives. They've pitched a lot in the summer. And um, I don't know, they don't know whether it's the cumulative uh, innings or stress on the arm or just the motion itself that that creates the injury. And that's that's the problem. I mean, I think, I think these coaches are trying to do everything to minimize the potential of injury. And um, it's, it's not like, you know, you think basketball – as much as these guys play in the, in the stress on their knees and everything, and, the, and they play all the time in the summer, that you would have more issues, but it's not like throwing a baseball. Speaking with Steve Sullivan of KATV here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Outline. Uh, Steve, just about Mississippi State, too, it's an interesting deal because Arkansas has actually owned Mississippi State for the past few years, at least in the regular season. Done a great job against them, and they have the worst ERA by far in the SEC. They're not great in, in the conference or just overall. They just fired their pitching coach. It, it seems like this should be a game that even if Arkansas is going in limpy, that they should win the series. But just w- what do you make of them as a team? Because I feel like this has potential to get really weird this weekend between these two. Yeah, one thing they do, they hit the ball pretty well. I mean, if you look at their offensive numbers, I think they're better than Arkansas across the board. We've got to be at the point offensively where we take advantage of bad pitching. And we haven't been able to do that in midweek and on weekends. We played a lot of close games. I mean, when's the last time we had like a Friday where we won a 9-3 to game where we get to rest our pitchers? Uh, that, that hasn't happened a lot. And even the midweek, we've let guys, you know, opposing pitchers from lesser conferences stick around against us. And that's something we got to do is take advantage of a team like Mississippi State and put some runs up. You know, uh, you know, they're like Georgia. They can score some runs. And we look, we look what happened to Georgia, you know, and it just, it just seems even, you know, even the bad pitchers of this conference are decent. <laughs> That's the way we are in the SEC. Yeah. You mentioned taking advantage of bad pitching. Uh, you know, when you get to Friday night, you're always facing that team's best pitcher or maybe their second best if they happen to change it up. So this, uh, this could be a game, you know, with Arkansas's best going and, Mississippi State's best that you never know what happens on a Friday night and uh, you know if you happen to drop that then you have to come back and try to win the next two games and that's kind of where Arkansas is with these last remaining series there and you know that's something you can say throughout the entire season is they want to try to take two out of three in each series they get into and it's really important at this time of the year. Yeah and you really feel when you throw your ace you know Hagen Smith, but you know, I really felt it before when we were throwing Hunter Holland and Hagen Smith on the same day that it, we had to win that game. Now you got Smith coming back, uh, you got Hunter Holland coming back later. Um, but I really think, you know, you know, Dave Van Horn, if you look back, we were, we've been so good under Dave Van Horn on Friday. I think it was Blaine Knight may not have lost a Friday. And, and Campbell hardly lost the game, so he probably won about every Friday, too. But we've been so good in that first game, and it and it makes that three game series a lot easier to play when you win the first one. And um, and he may say each one is 
just as important as, as the other one, but I, I have a feeling he thinks Fridays are a little more important than the other days. Yeah, it certainly gives that vibe. And, you know, you mentioned through a few of the pitchers there, too, Sully. And, you know, it could be an infielder as well. But who do you feel like – it can just be somebody injured, too, because you got to assume they're coming back. But who do you feel like down the stretch of the regular season as well as in postseason is going to be the biggest X factor of this team? Like, who is going to be the guy that can really make or break the team or at least be the difference between Arkansas being a super regional team or being a college World Series team, maybe even a title contender? I think it's, you know, it's two or three guys. I mean, they've got guys throughout that order. You know, you need Borfren to be the guy he's been, and we need Wagner to be the guy he's been. And then you've got Callie, who's been hit so well. And I hope Little Rock was just a, uh, North Little Rock was just a throwaway game for him, and we're not going to see that, that that happen again. But when you have that many just quality bats in a lineup, uh, we're much better than the, you know, we're hitting 250 now. Well, but we were hitting like 244 in league play. We're much better than that. And, you know, Callie is a different player. He's hitting like 315 in conference. And it seems like it's hard to get Borfren out in conference. And and then, you know, we've played so many games without Wagner. You remember how good he was. And, I mean, it's, this potentially, if everyone gets back, and it's hard to believe so many have missed, that this could be one heck of a lineup. And you just hope everybody's healthy come, you know, postseason. Sully, Arkansas basketball, we're still hearing portal news that there could be some movement. The latest that we're hearing about is Grant Nelson, of course. Ron Holland is still out there. And, uh, you know, Razorback fans are holding on to hope that they are able to bring somebody in to the front court. I think, you know, maybe the team feels good about where they are, but they are looking to add to the team still from the transfer portal. Can you imagine being one of the last, like Holland and Nelson being one of the last big names, you know, out there to sign? Can you imagine the money that is being thrown around and talked about now with everyone thinking that that's maybe the piece that puts them over the top? And these guys waiting, the longer you wait, seems to me, you're, you're just kind of driving up the price. You know, and, and this, uh, I have no idea how much they'll pay these guys, but, you know, you think Nelson would be just a great addition to the Razorbacks, just with his size. And, uh, you know, you heard, you heard all one wonderful things about Holland, but we'll wait to see on him. You, you know, he has, he's coming out of high school. We'll see what kind of player he is. But um, it's just interesting. And, you know, it's good to be in the mix. And the one thing with Moss is not only are you in the mix, but we, we've kind of got used to winning some of these battles, which is kind of uncharacteristic. I remember for years, we'd be down to, you know, if these out-of-state guys would be down to the final two, and we'd never get the guy, football or basketball. But now under Moss, he's kind of changed our thinking that you kind of expect that he's going to get one of those guys. Yeah, and it, I also get a kick out of it too, Steve. Where people on social media, more so than anything from other fan bases, just it's almost like feels it's almost like a, a pa, uh, like a passive uh, what do they call it a passive passive uh, aggressive. Yeah, well, just like yeah, it's like where people are on social media saying, "Oh, Arkansas, they're the ones that uh, they're just throwing money at people. You're know, their money bags. There's no way that these players would want to go to a place like Arkansas. It's kind of like, hey, uh, we're we're the school now that." Everybody hates because you're getting all these big time players. Again, it's like a it's like a good feeling, almost like you made it. Like, yeah, we're we're that level because everyone's accusing <laughs> yeah. us of cheating or well, he's not cheating anymore, but just having so much money for everybody. Hey, and you know, um, you know, it's like Jim Larinaga said at Miami, they aren't doing anything that anybody else is doing. You know, you don't think Kansas is paying players? They're paying a lot for players. Yeah, I mean, they were paying a lot for players when it wasn't legal. <laughs> you know, so what, so what are they doing now? And uh, yeah, I don't mind. You know, I say pay. You know, if it, if, if it's if that if that's what it takes, you know, you got to do what it takes to get these players, and especially if they can make the difference between you going a long way in the NCAA tournament and that piece and not going. Think how much money that's worth. You know, to your program. Well, the game has changed, and you have to take advantage of the resources. And Arkansas has the resources, so. That's not their fault. They're just playing the game as it's being played and, and making sure they use what's available to them. Yeah, and, you know, and Musk is creating a track record of, you know, you know this draft's going to help him, too, of, of creating this one-and-out environment that, you know, you don't have to put up huge numbers for Arkansas, and you can still get drafted high. 
You know, and when you have Anthony Black, who just went, you know, a high-profile guy, who just, you know, went through your program, and he's trying to recruit for you, that, that only bodes well for you. You know, if those guys, with the one and done, the Moses Moody's and everything, say nice things about your program, that's going to mean a lot to a Ron Holland that's going to spend maybe, who anticipates spending a year in college basketball. And I think that's a factor, too. I mean, I don't think the coach is the number one factor anymore. But if money's if the money is equal, it's what's your what's your potential of your program and who's your coach putting in the league. And our guys doing pretty well. The program's doing pretty well. Yeah, it's all. It's almost like every single day I keep waiting to see uh, some news or something like that because I did see with Barry Dunning uh, announcing he's going to UAB uh, out of the transfer portal, kind of going back home too. And you know, UAB was a team that in the NIT last year was right there in the NIT finals and did really well. So uh, it's good to see that even guys that get into the portal out of Arkansas still have other opportunities elsewhere. Yeah, and he's an Alabama guy, too. So it's a, uh, I, I would imagine he would have rather played for the University of Alabama, but he'd probably take that. And it'll be interesting where Darian Ford goes. You know, you're late in the, you're late in the portal now, too, so there's teams looking for specific things, and it's not like when you first got in the portal that they were just taking the best available guy. Uh, now you got to find a good fit for yourself, and um, it might be a little harder for a player to find his, a good home now than it was, say, a month ago. Well, Steve, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Enjoy the weekend, man, and hopefully we catch up with you next Friday. All right. Appreciate you guys. You guys have a great weekend, too. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby there Absolutely. and the NBA playoffs. Good time. Absolutely. And hog baseball and softball. <laughs> <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah, just everything. We'll all enjoy it, Steve. We appreciate it. All right, thank you, buddy. All right, Steve Sullivan of KATV joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. We'll take a break, come back with more Out of Bounds on an Easy Friday show, so stay with us. If you're a lover of the outdoors, be sure to catch Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors Monday evenings at 7 here on 103.7 The Buzz. Ray and co-host Brian Hendricks, outdoor editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, explore the natural state and much, much more. All the fun is brought to you by Guatney Buick GMC. Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors Monday evenings at 7 here on 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. Arkansas baseball gets back to action tonight. They face Mississippi State in Starkville. The Razorbacks have lost their last five games away from Baumwalker Stadium, while the Bulldogs have lost five of their last six conference games. First pitch is set for 6 p.m. Coverage can be heard on the buzz. In the NBA last night, the Warriors evened up their series with the Lakers, winning 127 to 100. Clay Thompson had 30 points in the win. Moses Moody walked 26 minutes and had 10 points on three for nine shooting. Game three will be on Saturday. And in the NBA tonight, there will be a pair of game threes. First up, the Celtics and the 76ers, who are tied at 1-1, will face each other at 6:30. Then the Nuggets will try to take a 3-0 lead over the Suns. Tip for that game is set for nine. Coverage of both of those games can be seen on ESPN. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again over the years 
years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years, and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see, and our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood, or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to serve you. It's the first day of the first grade and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon you wish never end. The homemade taste of bluebell and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. for Bluebell ice cream at all Mad Butcher grocery stores and all Piggly Wiggly stores. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs. On 1037 The Buzz. Great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later, happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Plenty of specials going on at Twin Peaks, not only for happy hour, where you get great drink specials, apps for 2 4 and $6. Bourbon and Brews goes on from 5 to 7, so you get some crossover with bourbon and brews and happy hour but it's also Cinco de Mayo and Twin Peaks has been celebrating Cinco de Mayo all week so get all these specials to choose from Cinco de Mayo you can get deals on tequila, cervezas and more and it is National Hamburger Month so Twin Peaks has the best burgers in the game you want to get by Twin Peaks and celebrate National Hamburger Month getting the best burgers seasoned, smashed and seared to perfection And uh, a lot of sports going on this weekend. You have NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, USFL, college baseball, combat sports, boxing. It's Canelo making his return to defend his championship in Mexico, fighting at home against John Ryder. And that's going to be for the disputed, undisputed super middleweight championship, UFC 288, bantamweight championship, Sterling taking on Cejudo. So plenty of sports going on there at Twin Peaks, wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action, all the specials going on. Check it all out at Twin Peaks. Get by there, get your weekend started. It's Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It is an easy Friday show here on Out of Bounds, and if you want in on the conversation, it's very simple to do and easy to do. Just call or text in 501-661-1037. As uh, I know, we've been uh, talking about some Razorback baseball, and we'll have uh, Robbie Falk here in about 45 minutes, or I should say less than that, about 30 minutes. Talk to him about uh, the Mississippi State side of things, too. But I uh, did want to go into some other uh, trending things in the sports world because, uh, like, for instance, speaking of baseball, the whole Alabama baseball coach scandal, we've gotten some more details on that with Brad Bohannon and uh, what's kind of been going on there. Uh, this all has come from uh, ESPN's David Purdom. Uh, he reported that there have not been any allegations that the game was in question, that it was manipulated, just some red flags that were raised. Uh, because <laughs> apparently uh, starting pitcher Luke Holman, who was the ace for the Tide, was a late scratch and replaced by Hagen Banks. 
Uh, this was in the Syria game against LSU. Banks hasn't started a game since mid-March, according to the Tuscaloosa News. He learned he was taking the mound approximately one hour before the game began. So a uh, little behavior like that ended up being uh, what kind of led to people saying, all right, what's what's been going on here? This seems a little bit odd, but there were other things too. But apparently uh, a guy named Ben Upton, who's the host of the 11.7 podcast, which, of course, is, you know, play on scholarships. Pretty funny. But he said that uh, Bohannon's phone records were searched and that that's what led to his immediate dismissal because an unnamed source told Upton that the LSU game was not the only time that that it's happened and that he was involved and was in talks with people who were making lines on the game. So it uh, looks like uh, at least we know a little bit more about the details in it, but that's why Alabama took swift action, and that's why Greg Sankey put out a statement because these are the types of things that you just can't do in the world of sports yeah, at all. not tolerated. Um, we know that... Sports wagering, we love it. And if you're involved, though, you can't be a part of it. So leave that to the people that aren't playing and coaching the games. Yes, just uh, just don't even look at it. Don't even think about it. Just don't even get on an app. Don't even contact anybody. Don't do any of that stuff because that's all that's going to be a problem for you if you're a coach or if you're a player, uh, no matter the level or the league that you're in. So, yeah, pretty crazy deal there, too. Also, uh, another little headline that I thought was pretty fascinating is you know dealing with college football and of course uh, Colorado Deion Sanders Coach Prime up there doing a lot of unorthodox things or at least uh, a little bit more so than what people are used to when it comes to how they're handling the roster and the transfer portal and everything. It seems like it's kind of gotten people like thinking like, oh man, how is that going to work out? Especially in his first year at a major college football program. Well, apparently it was such a uh, thing in the Pac-12 spring meetings that were going on where. You have the AD, Rick George, of Colorado, says, I have full confidence in Coach Prime and his staff that they know what they're doing. He's been very honest and forthright. He's been very open about it publicly and privately. He's trying to build a winner at Colorado, and this is just his way of doing it. So um, I just I just find it funny because I'm like, okay, one, what else would the AD say? <laughs> he just hired Coach Prime, so of course he's going to uh, you know, back him up on it, which is what you need to do if you're an AD with your coach. But also it, it's just amazing to me how – uh, you know, it, it's it's gone this way in Colorado, which there's been a lot of players transferring out, but Colorado's been this the one where you have a new coach, a new program, and you've had 71 players enter into the portal since then, which is just an inordinate amount compared to other people. So it's got just people wondering, all right, so how is that going to work? Is there going to be success in it? Is it going to be a failure? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Don't really know, but people see the numbers and see how he's handling, and it's just raising a lot of questions and concerns from people as well. Well, these are the discussions that took place between the AD and Coach Prime even prior to him getting hired. So they knew what it was going to be before they even hired him, and they decided to make the hire. And now that they're here, that's why the AD is going to back him because he already knew the situation going into it. For people on the outside that are just seeing it and and – not really sure of what's going on or why it's going on. That's why you get this statement from him where he is going to back him because he knows what's going on, not worried about what everybody else thinks about it. And also on top of that, too, it's because there hasn't been any – like he hasn't coached any games at Colorado just yet. And I think that that's where the mystery comes from behind it all, where people are like, okay, there's certain ways that it's been done or that you can do it and you can't have success – the way that he's doing it is so new, or at least to the level that he's doing it is so new, that until we actually see if it works out on the field, you know, it's it's going to provide this mystery or have people on two different sides of the coin. Because here's the thing, if this year, which and I don't think it's fair to just judge a coach on their very first year, but say if this year they're not very good or they have a bad record or you know it doesn't go according to plan, people are going back, see, doesn't work that way. But then if it actually has success and they end up being a much, much, much better team this year and the first year alone, not only are people going to say, okay, so obviously what he's doing is working, but also maybe some coaches out there are like, hey, let's adopt that a little bit. Let's throw that into the mix to where we can do that. We can make it work and look at the model that he's built and try to mimic it or at least replicate it a little bit. They won one game last year, so anything they do this season (laughs) is going to be a lot better than whatever happened last year. If it's five games, six, seven, whatever, and uh, especially if they get to that point where they're at least bowl eligible that's going to be a lot better than where it's been and uh but you expect it to be that with so much turnover in the roster and coach prime is getting really good players there so you know they're uh they are going to be better and you can't just put those high expectations on them to say that they're going to win the pac-12 this year because the pac-12 is really good especially at the top and there's a lot of competition 
but you do expect them to be a lot better. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it'll be they'll be a bowl team for sure. I know. Does that mean they go six and six, or does that mean they go eleven and one? I don't know, but they they will be a bowl team. I think everybody's pretty safe on that one. But yeah, that's where it's just. You know, there, there's different ways to skin a cat. And, you know, we talk about it even in basketball, the way Eric Musselman does. You know, there's a lot of coaches, college coaches out there, especially that don't like Eric Musselman for many reasons. But one of the reasons being is because he's so different in how he handles his team and handles his roster and, you know, the portals and, and forcing his guys out and getting them in or whatever. Here's the thing. I guarantee you that if, if Muss's first year at Arkansas was where he comes in, he's like, everybody essentially is like, hey, you're gone. Get the portal. Hit it. We're, we're bringing in new guys. At the time, it would probably make people be like, it rub them the wrong way, be like, hey, 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 this Mason Jones guy, this Isaiah Joe guy, these guys are pretty good. But if the success came with it on the court, that next year everyone be like, all right, well, you know, you, you know what you're doing, coach. You, you just do what you're going to do. And that's what's going to be the same thing with, with Dion or any coach is that if the success on the field comes along with it, nobody questions it, nobody says there's any issues with it. It's just like, hey, it's, it's working. And at the end of the day, that's what's about is winning games. So that's what. I mean, that's what I think it's going to come down to for Dion, whether it's this year or three years from now. If it's working, everyone's going to be about it. If it's not, then people are going to try to use it against him, especially negative recruiting, as we all know goes well, on. Well, people always want more, too. So no matter what it is, if they went into this next season, they won nine games, they're going to want more the next year. They're going to expect ten games or more. They're going to want a, a conference championship, a national championship. So the work is cut out for him, but he's he's – prepared for it and this is why he took the job this is what he got in into it for and he knows it's going to be a challenge but those players also realize it's going to be a challenge and they're all ready to put the work in yeah because here's the thing it could go to where if he brings in these rosters and these new player on this roster they have success it, it, you know not only is people going to be happy in colorado but it'll also be about the players that ended up leaving colorado or going somewhere else and just what we talk about in basketball sometimes they go and find their success somewhere else or they have a much better year or a much better production or play more, whatever it is, it could be one of those things that works out for everybody. And, you know, it's just like what we were talking about with Steve Sullivan, uh, Barry Dunning Jr. You know, he, we know he transferred out, and he officially announced that he was going to UAB. Now, is UAB, uh, uh, you know, the, a blue-blooded program in basketball or uh, to the level that an Arkansas is? No, but I promise you and I guarantee you, just knowing Barry Dunning and knowing the type of player he is, not only is he going back home, closer to home, which is great for him, but that could be a place to where he could really start to build himself up, get some playing time, and who knows, maybe in a year or two or three, if he graduates, there may be some other big-time programs that are wanting a player of his caliber to where he can go and make the most of it there, too. I mean, there's a lot of options there. There's a lot of options that they could have. Well, it's just like, you know, putting himself in a better situation. That's what it all comes down to because he wants to play. That's the bottom line. He wants to be able to get on the court, and then that that's the only way that he can go about showcasing the skills that he has and helping a team win is getting that playing time and that was something that didn't happen here at Arkansas and that's why you move on and try to make that happen elsewhere yeah I I think that it's going to be for like Barry Dunning and you know whoever ends up you know wherever these guys end up like uh, Darian Ford you know where he's where he ends up going uh, I think it's it's something to where they'll make the most of it they're they're good so uh, I, I I applaud them and I know that with Arkansas whatever they Look at keeping Walsh and Devo, which I still don't believe it's going to be Walsh or Devo. Uh, I think you keep one of them, maybe, and if it is one of them, I think it's Walsh. I, I, I don't think you get both of them back. And if you, I think Devo is about as gone as, as anybody. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I think he's about as gone as anybody. Uh, I think Walsh could still come back, but I think at the end of the day, you may lose both of them, and then I'll just have to add more guys out of the portal too. So, yeah, it opens that's up probably them. the more likely option. Yeah, it, the options will be there, and Musk will be fine, and these guys will be fine, and it's you know it's about doing what's best for them too. So you just got to wish them nothing but the best of luck. So same thing with Coach Prime up in Colorado. Same thing with Musk here in basketball too. Same thing across the board. You may not like it, may bother you with all the transfers and all this stuff, but it's the nature of the beast. Either get on board with it, adapt to it, or get left behind. That seems to be the case here in college sports right now. We got a lot more coming up here on Out of Bounds. Got your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We'll get into again. We want to hear from you on an Easy Friday Show. 501-661-1037. More Out of Bounds coming up next. For the men who never settle. The ones who miss the fairway all day. 
and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-737-9455 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-737-9455. 800-737-9455. If you have been impacted by the recent tornado or know someone who was, listen to this message. Natural State Wholesale is opening its doors to you when you're ready to rebuild. If you need flooring, kitchen remodel, or a bathroom remodel, Natural State Wholesale is here for you. And you can trust them to deliver the best product and the best price today to help you rebuild. Visit online at naturalstatewholesale.com or stop by in Cabot 203 Commerce Park Drive. Natural State Wholesale, here for you. So go see the Flooring King. If you want to deal with people who are straightforward when it comes to painting, Serta Pro Painters is the only answer for you. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated and backed by local people who will give you the straight story when you're scheduling your appointment. It's that time of year now as well with spring rolling around to update the outside of your home. Serta Pro is the place to go if you want exterior painting done. Improve that curb appeal and if you're thinking about selling, get Serta Pro on the case before and raise that property value. Get Serta Pro on the case at SertaPro.com. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. Old Crow Medicine Show, live in concert. Paint this town tour. Friday, May 26th at Oak Lawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. And pick up their new album, Paint This Town, out now. Old Crow Medicine Show. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Tune in to Out of Bounds each Monday for Reaction Monday, brought to you by Fleet Management Services. Serving Central Arkansas for over 20 years, they're your small to mid-sized fleet specialists. Fleet Management Services is looking for a maintenance tech. Oil changes, tires, general maintenance. 100% paid health insurance. Match 401k, paid holidays, paid vacation. The right person can make $600 per week. Call 501-375-3672. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Hey, 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 hey! Turn that damn up here! On 1037 The Buzz.
Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close as your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app. Or go to BetSaracen.com. MLB, college baseball, combat sports, boxing, MMA, XFL. Their championship is next weekend. USFL is going on. You have Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs. Plenty to wager on at Bet Saracen. If you want to follow the odds, favors, and underdogs, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. Some of the lines to look at with uh, Arkansas. Arkansas, Mississippi State, and baseball hasn't been a line set yet, but they're the money line. Arkansas is minus 180. NBA playoffs, the Celtics are a two and a half point road favorite over the Sixers tonight. Nuggets are an underdog, so the Suns are the favorite minus four at home against the Nuggets looking to bounce back out of a 2-0 hole. And the XFL Championship, which is next Saturday, D.C. Defenders, they are a six-and-a-half point favorite over the Arlington Renegades. So you want to get in on that already. It's a week away, but you can get in on it at the Bet Saracen app. So for the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store, download the Bet Saracen app, or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is an easy Friday show. We're going to have a little bit of a Razor Hog update presented by True Service in just a little bit. Talk about what's some of the stuff going on in Razorback land. But also, uh, we've had some people here on the First Arkansas Bank Trust text line chiming in. Uh, this comes from the 501. We're talking about Deion Sanders. He says, uh, Coach Sanders ran off 75% of his team. In that case, you'd expect, since he has his players, that fans should expect him to start winning immediately. So... I mean, I think that it's a higher expectation for sure now, but I don't know, like, what define winning? Like, is it, like, going and compete for a championship immediately, or is it just, you know, you think that he needs to, the expectation needs to be that competing for a Pac-12 title? Like, it, it, winning could be a lot of different things. So, uh, but I think they are expecting immediate results as in having a winning record, you know, going to a bowl game. I think that that's the reason why you brought him in. I think that that's what Dion's expectation is, too, where he's like, I didn't come in here uh, to have, like, a three- or four-year building block. Like, I came in here to win and start winning right now if I can, too. We see it happen quite a bit also with – you can have all the talent in the world, but with these players playing with each other for the first time, and, of course, he does have a core group of players that follow from Jackson State to Colorado, but all the players coming from – different places and sometimes it takes time to gel with all the talent that's on that roster and so what you can look for from Colorado they are going to be really explosive on offense they're going to be good there they have Shadur Sanders they have Travis Hunter who plays offense and defense but the question is going to be their defense and they run a a fast-paced offense so that's going to help them also but yeah, the question is going to be their defense. They have some good defensive players. They got Jordan Dominic from Arkansas, mm-hmm. who was uh, vital in getting a lot of uh, sacks last year and getting to the quarterback. But the defense is really the unknown with them. And so in the Pac-12, they do have some of those wide-open spread offenses. It's going to be a question of can they stop some of the teams that they're facing. They'll be able to score some points, but will they be able to stop those teams on the other side? Yeah, I think that with the amount of talent that they have in the Pac-12, which I'm not saying is a bad conference, like, uh, general, but it's definitely of the pow- all the Power Five conferences, I would say it's probably the weakest one right now. USC's really good. You know, Oregon's going to be pretty competitive, too. And, you know, UCLA has had some good years. So, again, I'm not saying it's bad, but I feel like talent-wise, Colorado, with what they're bringing in, can be a team immediately that can win in that conference and win games and, you know, maybe even finish – in the top three, top four in that conference. It, it is possible, but uh, until you get out there on the field and you know, uh, you know, get the understanding for it and the, the culture for it and everything, too, it may, it may just take a little bit. But, uh, again, I just feel like with the talent he's brought in, he's going to have enough pieces there to at least do some big things and not just, oh, they won one game last year. He's only going to win three this year. I just the don't see that happening. Pac-12 is more of how people kind of think of the SEC at times where – Those teams at the top, you have a few of them, and it's always the thought that is this going to be the season where they kind of beat up on each other and take away from that one team emerging at the top to really give you the best chance of winning a championship? That's kind of what the Pac-12 has been. That's what it was this past season where they had three or four good teams at the top that really kind of beat up on each other, and they really took away from 
that one team emerging to give them a chance to to have a win, you know, a chance to win a championship because they were better than all the other teams. They were kind of stuck there uh, in a similar spot at the top of the conference. Yeah, it's like a, a, like cannibalizing each other in a way, and we see that happen too uh, too often too. And listen, I'm a guy who. Of course, in football, especially, I, I love being in the SEC. I love being a part of the SEC. I still believe the SEC is the premier conference in all of college football. But let, let's let's not be too crazy here, folks. Like Georgia ha- has become the team in the SEC, and Alabama. You know, I'm not saying that they've fallen off. They're still really good, and Nick Saban's really good. But besides that, I know LSU will have it have its moments here, but. Like, there's nobody else that's really right now, again, just right now at least, have legitimate shots at competing for a championship, a national championship. Like, A&M is not to that point. Tennessee, I know that they look good, and who knows, maybe they'll build upon it, but I feel like last year might have been their best year. We'll see what they do this year, but I don't think that they're there to that level. I don't think that Florida is there to that level right now. So, I mean, there's a – and once you bring in Texas and Oklahoma, you know, I think that they both of those – teams and those programs have a lot of talent and have brought in a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of history, but especially with Oklahoma, like I don't know how they're gonna be. Like they, they may not be able to replicate some of the uh some of the great things that they had under Bob Stoops and under Lincoln Riley. So the point is is that in the SEC moving forward, you know, you're still gonna only have two, maybe three teams at the top each and every year until something drastic changes at this point in time. LSU so. was there till the end and maybe a little ahead of schedule and so uh, of course, you know, it goes back to people wanting more because they saw how good they were last year and they didn't expect it, but now they do expect it. They expect to see more from them and they're going to have to go head to head with Georgia, Alabama, and then let's not forget Texas A&M with some of the changes they made there, the way they recruit, that expectation has been there for the past few seasons, so it, it's always expectations all throughout this conference. I still know what if, if A&M doesn't do it this year. And when I say do it, I'm talking about winning like ten games or ten. You know, take that next level. Like I feel like they're probably going to fire Jimbo. I would think. And then if they do, it's like I just who who is going to take who can win at A&M because they have all the talent. It's just for whatever reason they just haven't been able to find some consistency in it. Like they've had years here and there, but if you if I here's the thing, if Arkansas had the talent that they were recruiting like coming in year after year. I'd be livid. Like, just be like, dude, what? Like, you got it all. You're supposed to be great. And it's going to go on this like this for 10, 15 years. So let's not forget Ole Miss, the way they run their offense. Yeah. Auburn with Hugh Freeze. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, the limitations, you know, it, it's limitless as far as what you think some of these teams can do. It's just a matter of putting it all together. Yeah, it's maybe easier said than done, but that's what makes the SEC and the conference so great. But we're up against it. We'll take a top of the hour update. Coming up next, we'll talk a little Mississippi State baseball with Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Get a little indication of what's going on there in Starkville, and we'll keep it moving on a third hour of Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Roger Scott here. You guys know how much I love the great outdoors. I mean, I am the naked gardener after all, and there's nothing that I love more than my very own lawn and being outside. But let's be honest, when the mosquitoes attack, it can be a real bug kill. However, a monthly mosquito barrier from my friends at Sanders Ground Essentials can keep those skeeters away, which keeps my deck party going. Call them today at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. <laughs> 